Welcome to House of David Ministries. I'm Pastor Eric Michael Teitelman. Join me as we learn about the rich heritage of our Christian faith. In each episode, we explore a unique topic that will deepen your knowledge of Christ and who we are as His people. In this episode, we will discover whether the earth is nearing the fullness of time and the return of Christ. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 4, When the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth His Son born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. This verse speaks to the first advent of Christ, but it also speaks to the redemption of Israel. But what about Christ's second advent and Israel's final redemption? In the book of Daniel, chapter 8, we read, And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their fullness, a king shall arise having fierce features, who understands sinister schemes. His power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. He shall destroy fearfully and shall prosper and thrive. He shall destroy the mighty and also the holy people. Through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule. And he shall exalt himself in his heart. He shall destroy many in their prosperity. He shall even rise against the prince of princes. But he shall be broken without human means. And the vision of the evenings and the mornings which was told is true. Therefore, seal up the vision, for it refers to many days in the future. Through the prophet Daniel, the Lord has given us a glimpse of the future tribulation that will come to Israel and the nations at the end of the age. We read in Revelation chapter 17, it says, For God has put it into their hearts to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind, and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. Notice the Lord uses the word fullness, meaning in the fullness of time. In the fullness of time, God's purpose regarding the final redemption of Israel and the return of Christ will be fulfilled. Israel's final redemption correlates with the first coming of a false king and a false savior, the Antichrist. This man will exalt himself above the God of Abraham, even warring against Yeshua, the true king, and the Messiah of Israel. Paul said this about Israel's final redemption in Romans chapter 11, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Paul is telling us that Israel's partial blindness and rejection of their Messiah is temporary, and that when the Lord brings his message of the gospel to the full number of nations, then Israel shall be saved out of their tribulation. Yeshua said in Matthew chapter 24, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Now that we understand that the fullness of time 
also correlates with the second advent of Christ. The question is, how are we to recognize when will this happen? The Lord had also spoken to Daniel in chapter 9, saying, Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city, to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Seventy is a unique prophetic number in Scripture. For example, there were 70 descendants of Noah that came after the great flood. From Noah, the sages learned that humanity was comprised of 70 nations, each with its own language. 70 members of Jacob's family came down to Egypt, including Joseph and his sons, who were already in Egypt. Centuries later, Israel would spend 70 years in Babylonian captivity for breaking God's commandments regarding the Sabbath which is the seventh day and seventh year of the Hebrew calendar. Seven is a unique number. The sages explain that the natural order of creation is represented by the number seven. For example, God created the world in seven days. Also, the sages associate seven with the time span of the creation, which they believe to be 7,000 years and they associate it with these other aspects of the created realm. Seven heavens, seven lands or continents, seven seas, seven rivers in Israel, seven deserts that Israel walked through, Sinai being the seventh one, the seventh palace being the Holy of Holies, seven weeks of the counting of the Omar, and seven jubilees during the time of the first temple. Now, the number 10 is associated with the Torah, the Bible, which is God's calendar and his law, and with the creation of the world. This association is made in Scripture, where the first verse in the Bible and the first verse in the Ten Commandments have precisely seven Hebrew words. Through the fulfillment of the law, which Christ has done, we reach the completed purpose for creation. Thus, any number multiplied by 10 represents the completeness of that number because 10 is a full number. After 10, we start counting again with 1. For example, 11 is 10 plus 1. And 7 times 10, 70, represents the completion of the natural order and the fullness of time. The number 70 also correlates with leadership. Moses selected 70 elders whom the Lord anointed with his spirit. And later, the Sanhedrin, the rabbinical high court in Jerusalem, would also have 70 judges, plus one, the head of the Sanhedrin, representing Moses. Yeshua appointed 70 leaders to go out and share the message of the kingdom. We read in Luke chapter 10, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. So therefore, 70 also reflects the church, who will rule and reign with Christ in his kingdom. There is a special relationship between the church and the twelve tribes of Israel. We see a prophetic picture of this in the book of Exodus. In chapter 15, we read, 
Then they came to Elim, where there were twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees. So they camped there by the waters. Here, I believe the twelve springs represent the twelve tribes of Israel, and the seventy palm trees represent the elders of Israel who are in Christ. Yeshua said in Matthew chapter 19, In the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Seventy also has spiritual significance. The sages tell us there are seventy divine names in Scripture, seventy faces of the Torah, seventy biblical holy days in the solar calendar year, seventy names of the Jewish nation, and seventy names for Jerusalem. While the number seventy represents the completion of the natural order, eight is transcendent and reaches beyond the natural world taking us deep into the spiritual realm and the kingdom of God. So let us go back to Daniel chapter 9 again and look at the number 70 as it relates to Israel's final redemption. Yeshua said in Matthew chapter 24, Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near, at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. The Bible tells us that the full years of a person's life are 70. Israel was rebirthed as a nation just over 70 years ago. And we know that she is God's time clock. Yeshua spoke of a generation of Jewish people that would see the fulfillment of biblical prophecy in the fullness of time. So is it possible that Yeshua was talking to this current generation? Paul spoke about the return of the Lord at the last trumpet. The last trumpet commanded in the Torah was blown on the Day of Atonement but only in a jubilee year. It is written in Leviticus 25, Then you shall cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the day of atonement you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land. Interesting, the tenth day of the seventh month is ten times seven or seventy. The day of atonement correlates with Christ's second advent and it points to his final atonement for the nation of Israel and their land. The year of the Jubilee also points to Israel's final redemption when the Lord brings them back to the land he promised to Abraham. That land now includes the Gentiles who are called the seed of Abraham. But how are we to know the season of this last Jubilee? And could it be that God's pattern will align with his number 70? the completion of the natural order, and the fullness of time. The nation of Israel was instructed to begin counting their sabbatical and jubilee years from the time they entered the land of Canaan. Part of these commandments were to release all debt and free their Hebrew bondservants. Thus, seven also represents freedom. The sages tell us the counting of the sabbaticals and jubilees was delayed by 14 years 
due to the dividing of the land and then the conquests of Caleb. And the Talmud states that the people of Israel counted 17 jubilees from this time until their exile at the destruction of the first temple. This raises an interesting question. How many jubilees have not been counted since the destruction of the first temple? If we want to retrace these calculations, we will need to know the date of the Exodus. But this date is highly controversial. Most Egyptologists believe that the Israelites were enslaved during the time of Rameses, the third and last kingdom of Egypt. Some of these scholars have also argued against the Bible due to the lack of physical evidence proving the Exodus. But there are recent discoveries now pointing to the Middle Kingdom, about 200 years earlier than the time of Rameses. For example, archaeological digs have discovered what appears to be the tomb of Joseph and the Hebrew city of Goshen. There is even a manuscript of Hebrew slave names that were found. But to me, the most significant correlation was the date of the Middle Kingdom aligning biblically with the number 70. Let me explain. The time of Egypt's Middle Kingdom is dated to around 1450 BC. If we correlate the Exodus to that same time period and subtract 40 years to Israel's entering the land of Canaan, we arrive at about 1410 BC. Adding this number to our current year, 2020, now last year, gives us 3,430 years from the time of the Exodus. Dividing this number by 49 years, the time allotted for each Jubilee cycle, we have precisely 70 Jubilees. Now that is a fascinating coincidence, or is it? Given the uncertainty for both the precise date of the Exodus and the time for Israel's counting of their Jubilee cycles, and of course given the words of Yeshua that we cannot know the day or the hour of the Lord's return, but given the pattern of 70 that God has established in His Hebrew calendar, we can most certainly conclude that we are in the season near the end of the age. And we can take comfort in knowing that God is completing His natural order of creation and that we are reaching the fullness of time regarding Israel's final redemption. So we close with the words of our Lord and Savior in Luke chapter 21. He said, And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from the fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. We are not afraid of what is coming, oh no. We rejoice in knowing that the return of Christ is near, even very near. And until He returns, we are to continue sharing the good news of the kingdom, making disciples of all nations. As Yeshua instructed us in Matthew chapter 28, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, 
and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. If you have enjoyed this teaching from House of David Ministries, make sure you subscribe to our channel and don't forget to visit our website where you can sign up for our monthly newsletter. We pray the Lord richly bless you and we look forward to having you join us again for our next episode.